Welcome to Equippers Church Dunedin. We hope you enjoy this message recorded live at our city campus. For more information, check out equipperschurch.com. Um, yeah, so I've just come back from India. I think it's been about nine days now, so it's kind of hard to believe almost back in the country longer than we were in India. Um, and yeah, we had lots of fun. I definitely, I think I said it last week, but definitely would recommend going on a missions trip. Um, there's nothing like going to another place and your eyes being opened, um, not only about different cultures in the world, but also what God is doing in other places. You know, he's not only moving here, but he is moving everywhere um, in ways that we don't even understand, but he is moving. And um, yeah, it's so awesome to be a part of that and to have seen what I've seen. Um, so tonight I'm excited to be here speaking to you guys and I'm really excited to be talking about thankfulness tonight. Um, I believe that thankfulness is important. It has um, a lot of power. It has the power to um, shift our atmosphere, to shift our perspective on things. And by being thankful, despite what's going on around us, it shifts our attention back on God. Um, so, yes. <laughs> um, so I think, I don't know, we're probably in this room, we're all probably quite thankful people. I think we probably all know how to say thank you. Um, when things come to us, but there is um, a spirit, I think, a spirit of thankfulness and true gratitude and true, uh, like, genuine thankfulness that we can cultivate. Um, I was grown up with being taught a lot of manners, and for us, saying thank you was like, you know, you wouldn't receive anything if you didn't say thank you, and so sometimes it can become just kind of that natural um, tendency, even today. I was talking to someone, we said hi, and then we went for a hug, and I said thank you, and I was like, that was a random automatic response. I do love hugs, though, so I was thankful for that. Um, yeah, so I'm going to talk about thankfulness tonight. Um, I'm going to also just share a scripture for you guys. Um, so it's funny how God works, but Hannah actually shared this scripture this morning um, when she was speaking on peace. So uh, yeah, same scripture, but different angle. Um, so if you want to turn to Philippians 4, verses 4 to 7, it says, Be cheerful with joyous celebration in every season of life. Let your joy overflow, and let gentleness be seen in every relationship, for your Lord is ever near and approaching. Don't be pulled in different directions or worried about a thing, but be saturated in prayer throughout each day, offering your faith-filled requests before God with overflowing gratitude. Tell him every detail of your life. Then God's wonderful peace that transcends human understanding will guard your heart and mind through Jesus Christ. We can have joy overflowing. We don't need to be worried. We don't need to be pulled in different directions. We can be saturated in prayer and have overflowing gratitude. I'm just going to pray tonight before we start. Lord God, I thank you um, for every single person in this room. I thank you that um, you have created each one of us unique and special. Lord God, I thank you that you are our reason to be thankful. And I just pray that tonight that we um, can capture the heart of being thankful and that it shifts us from the inside out. Amen. I'm just going to um, open this water bottle because I'm a bit thirsty. Smooth. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, Yep, so point one, um, thankfulness has the power to shift atmospheres, and I believe 
that we can do this through laughing without fear of the future. Um, roll with me on this one. Um, have you ever been in a restaurant and you're there maybe with your mum or like an annoying aunt or uncle, maybe a, a Karen, <laughs> anyone know Karen? And they're just complaining to the waiter or waitress or maybe just complaining overly loud um, and you're like there cringing, really awkward, like, oh, can I leave, can I leave? Or you, I don't know, I always give like a apologetic smile to the waiter because I'm like, you know, if you've been a waitress or waiter before, you definitely are more gracious, I think, when you're in restaurants because you know what it's like on the other end. Um, but when you're in that moment and someone's complaining, it's a bit awkward. You notice the atmosphere changes and maybe it's a bit hard to pick up the conversation again because you're like, okay, that was a bit awkward. Do we address it? Do we not? But on the other hand, when we're thankful and we express joy, and peace about whatever is going on around us. Um, you know, the food might not be good in that situation, but the conversation will be. And that is um, a completely different atmosphere. If you think of, we were just up here praising, and I love that we pressed in and did another, like a third song. Um, praise is one of my favorite things, to just jump around, and in that moment, the atmosphere is completely different. There's joy, there's happiness, there's laughter, Maybe it's someone's dance moves, or maybe just because you're having fun. Our whole environment actually changes when we give thanks to the Lord. Praise and thanks, uh, yeah, thanksgiving acknowledges that God is in the room and invites him to come and move and shift the atmosphere. You know, in Proverbs, it tells us many times that laughter and thanksgiving shift the atmosphere and adjust our spirit. And... Um, Proverbs 17, it says, a cheerful heart is a good medicine. Um, when we were in India, we, got, uh, we had the privilege to go into the education programs that the um, church are facilitating over there. And, you know, these are in um, the slums in India. And so it's, we got to see the houses and you see how little people live with and how close and um, small their houses are. But whenever we walked into those um, like classrooms, there was just a spirit of joy and there was a spirit of peace. And um, it was a little bit hard to know how many of the children did know about Jesus, but the teachers there did. And they brought the um, spirit of, of God in there, of love, but also just thankfulness. There was a genuine kind of thankfulness for the opportunity to be serving and um, speaking into the lives of those children. And so the atmosphere in, in the room was a lot different from when we walked out. And that's because, because of the spirit they carried. You know, if we can incorporate a um, celebration and thankfulness in our daily lives, I believe that our whole countenance, so our whole kind of appearance and, and who we are, it changes, it shifts things. We can walk into rooms and we can light them up. And it helps us to be resilient in hard times because we, we know what God has done and we're thankful for that. And so we can have... Um, we can have hope for the future and bring vision and dreams for the future. You know, a lot has happened this year. It's been quite a turmoil year. I was thinking back and I was like, oh, COVID actually had a big effect on us this year. But, you know, instead of thinking about what didn't happen, the disappointments or um, the dreams that, that weren't quite realized, can we be thankful for what did happen, for what God has done? 
you know, we've seen um, lots of new people come into church. We, many people have had COVID, but people, I'm not going to generalize, but we can thank God for our health. We can thank God for being able to recover. You know, we've got a lot of people around here who can share wisdom, who can um, support and champion us. Um, we can be thankful for the, all these things, for um, the sandpit that we made. You know, we can be thankful for being able to reach the community during Heart Week. And, you know, we don't know what those little seeds are going to do, but we can be thankful that God is moving and he's using us. So, yeah, one of the keys to thankfulness, I do believe, is laughter. When you laugh, you express a sense of joy. And in that moment, you can forget all that's happening around you and just be thankful for, you know, whether it's the person that made you laugh or um, just the moment that you can remember. Um, a couple of years ago, I heard a sermon that was titled, She Laughs Without Fear of the Future. And it comes from a scripture in Proverbs 31, uh, verse 25, which talks about, in this case, a woman, but I believe a person, um, laughs with joy and she laughs without fear of the future. And for me, that really shifted my perspective on the future. You know, we don't need to live in fear or be worried because God has it. We can be thankful for that and can, we can laugh because God has it all under control. We know that God's power and might is there wherever we go and whatever happens. So why worry when God's got it? Just laugh. Um, by choosing to remember our blessings and giving thanks, to God, we can interrupt the fear and the worry and the anxiousness of what is ahead, and we actually put our faith back in God. You know, when we choose to laugh, we disarm the negativity around us, or the intensity of a situation, or the uh, or the circumstances around us, and the atmosphere shifts to joy. Um, I'm just got a quick. I don't know if many people in the room will get this reference, but I'll explain it. Um, I did grow up watching Harry Potter. Shock horror. Um, but in that, there's this kind of creature character called a boggart, which um, personifies your greatest fear. And ultimately, to disarm it, you have to, you, you laugh, and you kind of, there is a spell involved, but it is, it is laughing about it. And when that, um, when you laugh, or when, the, when they laugh in it, it just disarms the, the power that the boggart has over you. And there's something powerful in that, and just being able to laugh at your fears, laugh in the face of fears. Um, so, yeah, laughter is the key to our thankfulness and has the power to transform the atmosphere. You know, think of a person who has a contagious laugh, and you're just laughing alongside them, even though you don't really get the joke, but it's, like, funny, so you're laughing. Or then... You just like laugh and laugh and laugh. Are you forgotten what you're laughing about? Or you get to that silent laughter and you're just like, there was a situation in, in India where I was like laughing and then everyone was asking me what I was laughing about and I was like, it was not that funny. <laughs> but I can't stop laughing about it. You know, in Genesis, Sarah laughed when um, she had a baby because she was really old. But it wasn't laughing. Well, there's two instances. But the second instance, she's not laughing because... Um, God's given her this ridiculous promise. She's laughing because she has a reason to laugh. And her story brings joy and laughter to other people. She was thankful in that moment. Um, I personally can forget to laugh a little bit. Um, I can take myself a little bit serious. Sorry, I was just making sure I didn't miss the funny story from before. It's coming later. Um, 
Yeah, so I can take myself a little bit serious sometimes and I forget to laugh. Sometimes it's because I think life is seriously and we should, uh, sorry, we should take life seriously when it's important to us. But I think there is something about being able to laugh, being able to have a laugh at ourselves and um, to live in the freedom and the joy of that and the peace of trusting God. And even though it is serious and we should take things as being serious and important, we can still laugh because we know that they're also serious and important to God. And when we... um, When life does become a bit too serious and we forget to laugh, it's quite tiring. You can get quite drained um, because you feel like you're fighting everything that is in front of you instead of just being able to live in freedom and joy of what's going around. Um, In India, we did this exercise, which was prophetic speed dating, um, which (laughs) I see some of you seem a bit shocked. It was actually a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun, and I think... um, yeah, putting that demand on God to give you a prophetic word. But my lovely friend, Keziah, was some, one of the persons who um, prophesied over me. And she reminded me that I carry a spirit of joy and that when I walk into rooms that I can change the atmosphere. But with that, she did remind me to not take myself too seriously. And coming back to New Zealand, I've had to ask her to continually remind me to not take myself too seriously. Because I think when we learn to laugh at ourselves, at situations when appropriate, um, the joy that we have, that we express, has the power to shift the atmosphere and remind people to be thankful for um, what's ahead and and whatever circumstances they are in. So we can also be thankful um, in all circumstances. And it has the power when we're thankful, despite what's going on all around us, it has the power to shift our perspective off what's going on around us and to be thankful for what God has done, what he's doing. And we can be thankful in every season. And 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 to 18 says, Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. This is thankfulness in all circumstances, not for all circumstances. So, you know, when you're stressed about exams or school or um, work or whatever is going on around you, you don't have to thank God for what's happening if it's a sucky situation, but you can be thankful that he is there with you. You can be thankful in that circumstance. You can be thankful that there are people there fighting with you, whether you see them or not, there are people there with you. You can be thankful in these times. You know, we can thank, be thankful that God's grace is sufficient for us to sustain us in every circumstance, that we can put our trust in him and nothing can separate us from his love. You know, all the reasons that we have to celebrate aren't dependent on us or our circumstances, definitely not dependent on other people, but they're dependent on God who we can trust, who we can rely on because he will always come through. We thank God despite our circumstances and our feelings, not because of them. You know, celebrating and being thankful has the power to, um, it reminds us of our power to choose our attitude. Um, You know, the key is to be thankful in all seasons, but we have to choose that sometimes. We have to choose not to to sit in in the pity or sit in the um, negativity of things, but just choose to have an attitude and a spirit of thankfulness. Um, 
I remember a situation a few years ago when we, a few friends and I, were looking for a flat for the following year. Um, and we were coming into the Christmas period and going away um, home. I was actually going overseas. And we still didn't have a flat. And so I had to pack, pack everything up and store it in um, someone's room. And then I was kind of overseas, so I wasn't, like, too worried about it. Still a little bit worried. Um, but we were coming back into the new year. And both of us, separately, um, had heard God that we were to stay in Dunedin for another year. Um, but at that time, we didn't have a place to live. And I wasn't quite as connected as I am now in church. And so I didn't really, you know, have a list of couches I could go and sleep on. <laughs> and, but I remember in that moment knowing that I'd heard God and that we were to stay and so I could trust that he was going to come through, that I could trust that he would be there, that he would provide an answer for me. And so I chose not to worry and focus on the circumstance and be concerned about that, but have faith that he was going to come through. Of course he did. Um, apparently we did have friends in the church and we were <laughs> able to sleep in someone's room for a month um, while they weren't there. But it was in choosing to, to not focus on the circumstance and, and let that bog us down that, um, yeah, that we were able to continue to have hope and be thankful that he was there with us. Um, You know, giving thanks in all circumstances mean do, means doing so despite our feelings. And even when we don't feel like giving thanks. You know, sometimes we rock in on a Sunday and it's been, you know, dreary, rainy, or we're like sunstruck from being at <laughs> the beach in the afternoon. But, you know, it's despite our feelings. It is despite um, what we feel in the natural. But we can be thankful for, because God has, um, you know, we know that he is good. We know that he is mighty. And we can be thankful. And actually, when we are th thankful and express thankfulness despite those feelings, I think it does shift our attitude and our perspective on them. Thankfulness is not the f our feeling, but the ability to believe that God is who he says he is. He can do what he says he can do. And despite what the reality of life looks like around us or how we are feeling at any given moment. God knows our prayers. He knows our storms that we are facing, any, but he is under control. And our part is simply to just have a posture of thanksgiving. You know, this year, COVID has had an effect on a lot of things, and um, we've had different gathering sizes and bubbles and things like that. And, you know, in young adults, at the start of the year, when it was O-Week, which is kind of the biggest opportunity to outreach and to connect with new students and things we actually were unable to do what we normally do and what we were planning to do on campus um, and we were restricted by the bubble sizes or, or what the gathering sizes of what we could do here at church but you know that we um, were still thankful that we were able to meet and in that um, in the time we were still saw many people come into church you know we've seen people be saved we've seen people get baptized We've seen people grow um, spiritually and confidence. And, you know, so it's despite what, what is happening, what um, COVID has done or anything that's happened this year, we can still be thankful because God is moving and he is there. You know, praise magnifies God and minimizes the problem. 
So in whatever circumstance you are in now or that you are going to enter into the future, what is your response going to be? Are you going to be thankful or are you going to focus more on the circumstance, how big the problem is? You know, if we lift our eyes off right now, we can focus more on the future. When we're thankful, our attention shifts off the reality around us and puts our attention back on God. Um, It's actually my third point, if you're taking any notes. It's through creating moments of remembrance that we shift our attention back on God through thankfulness. We need to remember to thank God for what he has done, for what he is doing, and what he will do. Um, In Luke 17, there's... uh, a scripture that talks about um, 10 lepers who get healed. Um, so it's, if you want to turn in your Bibles, it's 17, 11 to 17. It says, Now on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. As he was going into a village, 10 men who had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance and called out in a loud voice, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. When he saw them, he said, go, show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. One of them, when he saw he was healed, came back, praising God in a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. And he was a Samaritan. Jesus asked, we're not all 10 cleansed. Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give praise to God except this foreigner? Then he said to him, rise and go. Your faith has made you well. The men were so desperate to be with Jesus when they had a prayer request and a need when they wanted to receive healing. But once they were healed, none of them immediately forgot what had been done. They forgot who had healed them. It was only one who went back to Jesus with gratitude and a thankful heart. It was when he had a praise report, he went back to Jesus He remembered who had saved him. You know, do we spend the same time thanking Jesus after our needs are met as we do asking him to meet those needs? Or are we people who only pray to God when times are tough? When things aren't going well? When we need something from him? Let's not let the power of God and the miracles of God leave us unchanged and unthankful. You know, it's the small steps and and the incremental changes that I think are the hardest to notice. And I think that can make us sort of indifference to God's power. We think because he hasn't given us the miraculous moment that he hasn't healed us or he hasn't saved us or he hasn't um, shifted and grown us. But actually, it's in those small steps and in the small changes and the um, the small things that God is working You know when you're walking up a hill or a mountain and it's like a long slog and you're like, I don't know if you're me, I'm like, oh, how long, how much further? (laughs) And you stop for a water break and um, imagine it's quite like a, a clear, not a bushy hill. And you look back and you can see how far you've come or you can look out and you see the view and you realize that those small steps, just the constant walking up the hill actually made a difference. And you can be thankful that you're that much closer to the top or, you know, that you've actually managed to achieve it. 
we can be thankful in that moment. We can see God's beautiful creation around us. But we can be thankful that we've seen um, what God's done. And it's in creating that moment and a moment to remember, you know. It's not always looking at looking about what's um, ahead of us, but also looking at what's behind us and being thankful for that. Um, it's actually my birthday in a week's time. And... <laughs> I don't tell you this so that you can um, wish me birth- happy birthday, but I um, tell you this because I love to celebrate birthdays. I love to celebrate my birthday. I love to celebrate anyone else's birthday. And um, it is Eloise's birthday today, in case anyone didn't know. <laughs> um, but for me, it's not so much about being the center of attention or getting to do what I want, but it's because I love to celebrate Um, what God has done in me in that year, what he has um, given me, what he has shown me. You know, I I do like to write little like goals and things that I want to see in the year. And I love being able to look back and be like, yeah, God did do that. Or, oh, maybe that wasn't something that um, I was meant to do, but he has exceeded that expectation. And it's so awesome to be able to celebrate with friends because you can also celebrate... um, those people who have been there to support you, who have seen you through the hard times, and also to see, you can see how far you have come. You know, thankfulness reminds us that our future is found in God. Um, I'm actually going to invite the team up, if you guys can come and join me. You know, Philippians 4, um, the verse I shared at the start says, Be cheerful with joyous celebration. In every season of life, let your joy overflow. I'm just going to take a detour because I did miss the story before that Pastor was going to share, and I can feel some anticipation, so I will share it. Um, so, yeah, we were, it was after one of our night rallies, and we were just waiting for the car to kind of come around and jump into it, and there was a pile of rubbish there, and someone goes, hey, look, what's that? And let me just preface, there was one thing that almost didn't make, almost made me say no to going on the trip, Um, and it's pretty much this story that I'm about to tell. So just like over there a meter or less than a meter away was no word of a lie, a cat-sized rat. (laughs) It was huge. I'm so thankful no one got a photo of it um, that I know of at least. Um, but yeah, I have a huge rodent um, fear, and so in that moment I was really, really freaked, jumping around, and pretty much got shoved in the car so that I was stopped freaking out about it. Um, at that time I couldn't really laugh at myself, but at this time now I can laugh, and so I'm thankful that I've got a story to share with you guys. Um, thankful that I didn't get touched or eaten or anything by that rat. <laughs> Um, yeah, so, (laughs) you know, we're coming into, um, the Christmas season ahead, and I know that for a lot of people, this can be a busy time, um, moving house, having to get Christmas presents, there's work functions, school's ending, kind of like trying to pack up, uh, get ready for holiday and everything, and it can become this whole rush and, and busy season, but you know, the true meaning of Christmas is that Jesus was born. Jesus, who is the the son of our loving father. It's actually a time of celebration. 
of joy, to be thankful. When Jesus was born, the, the shepherds and the wise men, they flocked to Bethlehem. They gave him gifts. They were celebrating his birth and being thankful. So instead of focusing on the busyness this Christmas, because that's what's coming up next, what can we be thankful for? What can we be thankful for that God has done this year? What can we be thankful for that he's doing in you now? What can we be thankful for that he's going to do next year? You know, I know we all have dreams and and visions for what we want to do. We can be thankful that God is going to make them happen all in his plans and timing, but we can be thankful for them. You know, and if it's hard to think of something, what about remembering God's immeasurable love for you, his unending grace toward you, his majesty and mighty deeds, the abundant creation all around us, that he has made you fearfully and wonderfully made you, and that there is a future that God has planned planned for you, Thank you for listening to this message recorded live at Equipus Church Dunedin. We pray that it blessed you. For more information, please check out equipuschurch.com.